Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Holy crap. That just happened. Uh, we are in disbelief. Welcome to the Alana Inquirer podcast. And for once, we get a very happy Alana Inquirer postgame podcast as Illinois does the unthinkable. A 31 point underdog defeats number six Wisconsin 24 to 23. They score 17 points over the last 16 minutes. They really hold uh, the best rushing offense or one of the best rushing offenses in the country in check. Uh, and everything. That had not gone right for them. Any break that had not gone right, they finally got. Feels like a little bit of, I don't know, luck, if I would call it. But kudos to Illinois. They win this game. Isaac Trotter, we are sitting in Brian Barnhart's booth, the radio booth, where he was going nuts. And think about it. Illinois football is going to lead some of Sports Center. It's going to be nationally relevant after their big win today. And that's what we've been waiting for is that moment for the Lovey Smith era. It's come later than we wanted. It's come after some really frustrating losses this year. But it finally came, and how nice is it? Illinois was on ESPN after getting a chance to play overseas in Ireland now. They're going to be on ESPN yet again today after upsetting number six Wisconsin. And this was the moment we all wanted. This is what this is what year four was supposed to be. This is what 2019 was supposed to be, a breakthrough year for Lovey Smith and his team. He talked about how they were better. He said it throughout the whole time, and we dismissed him over and over again. We dismissed him after Nebraska. We dismissed him after Eastern Michigan. We dismissed him after the Minnesota game. We dismissed him after Michigan. We can't dismiss him anymore. Illinois football just beat Wisconsin. They ended the losing streak, a nine-game losing streak to Wisconsin, and they did it on their home field. And that Memorial Stadium turf that was filled with thousands upon thousands of people that stormed the field was a special place. There are so many moments, and we got to see it on the field, you and I. Um, we got to see it in the locker room with these players. We weren't in the locker room, but we got to see them right after they came out. And we got to talk with them, and we get to see the recruits who are on the field now doing photo shoots. Like, it just feels completely different. This changes a lot. Now, a lot depends on what they do after this. But think about it. They're 2-5 and five right now and don't have this win. But now they're 3-4 and four with a potential path to a bowl game, with confidence, with some fans chanting lovey after this. At least for a week, we get to quiet that hot seat talk. We get to think about some prosperity, possibly. And, and we'll see how long that lasts, Isaac. 
But this one win, it does change, at least for a week, so much about the possibility of what this program could be. It changes everything because you look at Purdue next week on the road. It's an important game. Purdue is decent. They've played well at times. They played well against Maryland last week, but they're certainly extremely beatable. They're going to have Rondale Moore or not. We don't know yet. He's still out with an injury. You look at Rutgers the following week is very winnable. Michigan State, that was a game early in the season we all rode off. Michigan State got dominated by Wisconsin 38 to nothing. Didn't look like they belonged on the same field with them at all. So yes, now there's a chance. Northwestern gets killed last night. Looks like a JV team compared to Ohio State. There is an opportunity now for this roster, and it wouldn't have been possible without today. I mean, there's so many moments. I'm just trying to think of all of those on the field, like, you know, the bear hugs between Jake Hansen. And, you know, Matt Robinson runs up to me and picks me up and bear hugs me. You know what I mean? All of these different things. And these ex-players, these older guys that were here for that, they they went through a lot of hell through three or four years. A lot of those beatdowns and those horrible games, those Iowa games, they got to watch that team today win a game against the number six team in the country, and, and good for them. The guys I'm thinking about are Reggie Corbin after they came. He was down because he had a bad game last week. He was really, really down about it. Um, and he's in his fifth year, and he finally has that moment in his career. Dele Harding, who is in that class with Bill Cubitt, right? All the crap he's been through. I saw Io Shogbanyo in absolute tears. I didn't get to talk with him after the game, but talking with Tymir Oliver, he thinks he was thinking about Bobby Roundtree and, and all of that that they've gone through. All the injuries they went through just today to it. get through. Wale Batiku goes down with injury, your best defensive end. Rick Ricky Smalling, arguably your best wide receiver, out with an injury. Mike Epstein is on the sideline. Rayvon Bonner's on the sideline. Marquez Beeson is on the sideline. Bobby Roundtree's in Chicago. I, I wish Bobby had been here. Tymir Ty said they FaceTimed him after the game. Special. I, I mean, think, special think about that moment for these guys, and that's who I feel great for, and we got to give credit. We'll break this down a little bit. I thought the coaches had a hell of a game plan today, and we got to see what they are capable of. thought Rod Smith had his best two weeks of the season. Lovey Smith had by far his best game of the season. So kudos to those guys, and kudos to that entire program. Well, everyone fairly has been talking about whether they should be here for the long term, they were able to keep their team focused and get better. When we come back, Isaac, I want to ask you a question. Should we have seen something like this coming? Should we have seen a breakthrough was still possible? We'll talk about that. We'll break down so many different aspects of the game when we come back on the Online Inquirer podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Isaac, we've seen this team against Nebraska lose by four. They had a 14-point lead on a, I don't know if they're great yet, but uh, I think Nebraska's a solid rising program in the Big Ten West. That's a little ahead of you uh, based on what Scott Frost inherited, which was better than what Illinois, Lovey Smith inherited. Uh, Minnesota, you were taken to the woodshed. Eastern Michigan was disappointing. But against Michigan, we saw a team 
Illinois take a ranked Michigan team, whether you think they're great or not, that's an above-average Big Ten team, top five, top six Big Ten team, that you were down three, had a chance to take the lead, and you fumbled twice. Should we have seen something more like this coming? Absolutely not. No way. No way. All right, be honest here, Illinois fans. When you looked at this 12-game schedule, Michigan, you go, okay, week five, you got a chance here. There were two games that I circled on this schedule that I said there is no chance Illinois wins. One was Iowa after the beatdown last year. Two was Wisconsin. They don't do anything wrong. They rarely make turnovers. Jack Cohn as, as their quarterback I thought was going to be a good player. Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in the country. It's not even close. He has more touchdowns than 34 FBS programs coming into this. Their offensive line is supposedly good. Their defense, number one in scoring defense, number one in total defense, four shutouts this year. There is no chance that you thought Illinois was going to win this game. Zero. I, what did I predict? 45-6? to six, Right? I had 13, so hey, kudos well to me. Well, well, I picked well. him to score a touchdown. <laughs> well done. But that's, that's what we're talking about here. There was no chance. So all the people are saying, oh, I knew this was going to happen on the outside. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Now the guys in that locker room who said, hey, I knew this was going to happen. We were close here. I believe them a little bit more than I believe some of these outsiders because this is this is the farthest thing from anything anybody imagined. We saw... How many good quarters would you say against Nebraska? Two or three good quarters? Yeah, we I saw, would say two and a half. We saw one good quarter against Michigan. 18 minutes of good football against Michigan. That was four pretty darn good quarters of football. I mean, they were outscored just one quarter, and that was the first. And they had a chance to score on the James McCourt. You know, like, that was the best four quarters of football, and we've seen now what they can accomplish when they do that. They're not going to do that every game. I don't expect them to do that Purdue. But you've seen what they are now capable of that we only saw in spurts. And I agree with you, Isaac. This Wisconsin team, when you look at the talent based on recruiting rankings, isn't that far ahead. But the culture, the identity, the systems, the experience they have, it's just put them at a different level. So, no, I didn't see this coming against this team. I could have seen this maybe against Nebraska. I could have seen this maybe against a Michigan State. I didn't see it against a Wisconsin team that came in number one in the country in scoring and total defense. You put up 24 points. No other team has put up more than 15 against them. Four teams got shut out. You haven't beat a ranked opponent in 24 games since 2011. You did it here. And defensively, Jonathan Taylor got 100-something yards and a touchdown. 56. Yeah, so so he's going he's, he's gonna to have a good stat line there. But you kept him in check. There were no big, big, big chunks. And they averaged fewer than four yards per carry. Lovey Smith's defense, for fair reasons, has taken a huge beating. But for at least that one day, it was special. It was really, really special. And they got three takeaways out of a team that normally doesn't get takeaways. Through early in the season, I remember after Illinois lost to Eastern Michigan, I said something about heading into Big Ten play, it felt like Illinois was going to get outcoached every single game. I didn't think your head coach was giving you an advantage. I thought that every single game you went into, you would have to overcome a coaching deficit, right? Maybe outside of Rutgers. Lovey Smith coached his butt off today. That was a great defensive showing by them. That was a great defensive game plan. It was a great defensive execution. And that's because of Lovey Smith. And we need to give him kudos and for, for, for dialing that up. He had his guys locked in. You and I were sitting there in the first quarter going, man, I love what they're doing defensively. They moved Tony Adams to cornerback. He gives them more physical presence, gives them a better athlete really on the edge than Jartavius Martin. Stanley Green is great against teams like Wisconsin. He lives for games like this. Yeah, and then 
he moved Jamal Woods to defensive end gives you a better run stuffer there. Tymere Oliver played his butt off today. Those Calvin de- Avery played a lot more. Yeah. These guys all played better. It felt like they were in better positions. And I think a little bit of it's the Wisconsin offense. I, I think a more traditional offense against a, I would say, more traditional 4-3 defense. Lovey Smith, to cover two. But he went man a lot. The corners and defensive backs were on an island a little bit, but I was okay with that because Wisconsin doesn't have a Rondale Moore or a J.D. Spielman or a Wandale Robinson. So they gave up some chunks in the pass game, but they were able to keep the run game in check, and the biggest thing is they got takeaways. That's what Lovey Ball is supposed to look like in year four. It was awesome to finally see. I thought their linebacker play was terrific today. Jake Hansen and Dele Harding played their butts off. I mean, those are two veterans that have been through a lot of wars, been through a lot of beatdowns. There were times last year when we were killing Jake Hansen on a daily basis for his play. And, you know, the the jokes about him and coverage weren't very good and, and all of these things. He has changed himself into a great player. And, and you know, he leads the country right now in forced fumbles as he made a, another forced fumble today. That was his sixth forced fumble of the season. That's nuts. That is absurd. That, that's Whitney Merciless and numbers. They, I thought they should have given him the one at the end with Jonathan Taylor. I think they gave it to Tony Adams. That was all Jake Hansen, too, jumping on from behind and punching that, too. So he could easily, once they go over the film again, that could be another one for him. And and Dele Harding, I think, led the team with 14 or 15 tackles. 16. Both, 16. Those guys were everywhere. Everywhere. And, and, and kudos to the defensive They gave tackles. Jake Hansen two force fumbles. That's yeah. right. There it is. So so kudos to the defensive tackles for what they can do and, and getting after those guys with the linebacker play was terrific. We got another flyover going on right now. <laughs> Celebrating hey, the win. We can do these more often. Yeah. Uh, we got the open air here in the in the booth. Um, I just thought it was a fantastic performance by them. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about Rod Smith and the offense, putting up the numbers they did against Wisconsin's defense, how they did it. We'll talk about that when we come back. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we're everybody was sitting in that game isaac third quarter fourth quarter you got to take brandon peters out you got to put matt robinson in and Brandon Peters was 6 of 19 to start that game, but three straight completions, including maybe the best play since UConn that he's made. You know, that one to Matsurbebe where he rolled out. He finds, 
he needs to keep throwing to him at Torbebe because he threw a strike, avoided a pass rush. There was a good block. I don't know who it was, but there was a good block, and uh, he threw a dime right to Matt Torbebe where only he could get it. That made the game within two points, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh. They still have a chance here. They If they get a good play on defense or make some plays on defense, and they did. So I thought it was impressive Brandon Peters showing some poise, even though he showed a lot of warts today. Uh, he's struggling to, to identify the pass rush. Um, he was struggling a little bit with accuracy today, but mostly just that skittish yeah. in the pass rush. He showed poise late in the game. Absolutely. I think the amateur baby throw was a big one and, and important. I think another one, though, was the third down conversion to Daniel Barker that got you a chance to win that game with James McCourt going down to kick the field goal. That was huge. Illinois could have given the ball back here. Or, well, I mean, I guess they had to go for it again on fourth down and six. That would have been the ball game, I think. Big so, throw to Casey Washington, too. Exactly. So you have multiple throws on that final drive. We talked about so often how the defense didn't lose the game for Illinois. They constantly continued to make plays. They kept you in it while the offense was struggling. But eventually you needed Illinois to go win the ball game. Illinois didn't go win the ball game. Brandon Peters and Illinois didn't go win the ball game against Eastern Michigan. They didn't go win the ball game against Nebraska. They went and won the ball game against Wisconsin, and I did not see that one coming at all. I think the throw to Washington was good. The throw to Barker was good. The, the way that he saw the play to Amateur Bebe kind of come together, he talked about it in the postgame. He saw that defense. He read it. He knew what the safety was going to do. And as soon as the safety went over to take over the inside route there, he was going to Amateur Bebe, and Amateur Bebe did the rest. I'm looking at that last drive, too. To, um, they ran the ball right down Wisconsin's throat, right? Like that was really impressive. Reggie Corbin uh, got some big chunks. Dre Brown with some really tough runs. So there were a couple runs there that I thought were really, really impressive. Just get that drive going, milk the clock, get your field guy in the field goal position. Dre Brown in the drive before on that Imator Bebe uh, drive had a 22-yard run. I, I got to keep getting him the ball. Re- Reggie had some nice performances today, but Dre Brown just runs so dang hard and has some burst. It's nice to see that run game get going again. Some of the sacks took away some to- the total yards that, that Illinois got rushing. Ended up with how many? Uh, 141 rushing yards, but against Wisconsin, who only allows 45, I believe it is. That's really impressive. It is very impressive, and I think that Dre Brown encompasses Illinois fans all this whole time, right? I mean, two knee surgeries coming from two season-ending injuries. He, that even that third season, he wasn't he was a shell of himself, and to constantly work back. What is this? His fifth year here with Illinois? I'm mean, six year come eventually. This is everything to him. He's been through so. I mean, think about his record in Big Ten play when he's been here. It's been horrible. I mean, what are we talking about? Like eight and forty, and he gets a win like this today. The feeling that he feels like today is is something that's really special, and I, I'm glad that he got that moment. He deserved that moment after all of the rehab, all the work he did. Selfishly, I wish Mike Dudek had got that moment too. Yeah, yeah and that those are the guys you feel so good for. But even. These young guys, just to get the taste of, of that kind of victory, right? I mean, they have came into a losing program wanting to turn it around. Marquez Beeson was on the field after everyone rushed the field. I had my camera going. He looks at me, best team in the nation. And just to have a guy like that here, I saw Isaiah Williams after the game. And, you know, those guys being a part of this, knowing it is possible, because that's why they came here, to help turn this around, and maybe that can be the moment. Well, Palczewski was talking about how they were told that when they were being recruited way back in 2016. And so for them to buy in and believe in to get that moment three years later is awfully sweet. All right, when we come back, let's discuss... Now, what do they got to do now? Because it's a great well, win. It's a great now. win for one day. Now. But what do they do now?
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, Isaac Trotter, this is a great week. This is a great day if you're an Illinois fan. You just beat the number six team in the country. But after, after every guy was talking about this after the game, they were like, but we got to turn it into something. Brandon Peter said, we got to win another one after this. Reggie Corbin said, Purdue doesn't care that, that we just beat number six Wisconsin. Maybe it like, perks them up a little bit more for the trip there. They have, though, a path. Right? You go to Purdue, you have Rutgers coming here, you have Michigan State on the road, and they're not a great team right now. People are talking about the future of Mark D'Antonio. Iowa's going to be very difficult on the road. But similar uh, to Wisconsin. And Northwestern looks bad, and they can't score. So there still is a path there, and if you can beat Wisconsin, I don't take them out of a game against Iowa. They barely beat Purdue today. I don't take them out of a game against Michigan State. There's a real chance, but now we got to see consistency. Right now, we got to see consistent defensive performance like that. For me, that's the biggest thing because I think offensively, this team's going to compete against most teams. I think they've shown that the last couple of weeks. I think Rod Smith's been pretty impressive in his time here. But can they duplicate that kind of defensive success, and can they build off? It? Yeah, I think this win is important, but it doesn't mean much if you, it gets you know covered over by a loss to Purdue next week, who's not very good, right? Like you, that's why I feel like this Purdue game now becomes one of the most important games of Lovey Smith's career because you talk about winning that game. Now you're four and four with Rutgers who we know is not very good, who their best players sitting out the rest of the season so we can transfer. Now we're talking about a possible bowl game. This Purdue game is everything, everything, and you have to have it. So I hope that Lovey Smith, Rod Smith, this entire coaching staff understands how valuable that game is. I know they do, and they're going to let this team know, and there can't be a letdown. There absolutely can't be. And you know what they talk about in betting? If a team has a big upset the next week, you're supposed to fade them, right? Well, Illinois can't afford to let that happen because this game is so, so valuable. You lose it, you're 3-5, and five, you're kind of in the same place you were coming into this thing. The Wisconsin win is nice. This is a great moment. They should enjoy this. This is awesome. Good job by the coaching staff and the players. But if you don't build off of it, it really doesn't mean all that much. Do you think they'll beat Purdue? Oh, God. I, I think it's a really tough matchup. It's it a is. different matchup. It's a team that spreads you out. It's a team that put 46 points up on you last week, right, or last year. Um, it's a team that Jack Plummer's gaining some confidence, scored some points today against Iowa, showed that they can be competitive. And they got weapons, man. David Bell on the outsides, a lot like uh, Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. I, I think they do beat them only because I have major questions about Purdue's defense, and I think that I know what I'm going to get from Illinois offensively more than I'm going to know what I'm going to get from Purdue offensively. Do right? we let one... Great 16-minute stretch, though, overcome what we saw out of that Illinois offense for 44 minutes today. Fair, but I think it's a different defense that you're also going up against, too. I mean, Purdue is much maligned defensively. They lost four or five starters. Marcus Bailey's their best linebacker is out. So you're going to play against it, – it's going to be different. And I, I don't love the matchup with Purdue. I really don't. But if, if Rondell Moore is out and if Eli Sindelar is still out, right, all of those different things, I think that Illinois would have a much better chance. But, again – Coming off a high like this, it could be really tough. You know, I, when I think about these teams, number one matchup I love is Rutgers because Rutgers is awful. Right. Number two is Northwestern because right. they don't score. Right. Uh, so I really like that matchup. Number three might be Michigan State for me because they don't score. 
And they don't have a lot of great athletes on that offense. Now, their defense is pretty good. Great but, defensive line. But hasn't been as good as we thought maybe it would right. be. And they ain't better than that Wisconsin defense. 38 nothing is what so they got. Just that, that's, that's a tough game on the road. But I feel like matchup-wise, it's better. Purdue doesn't have as many maybe uh, linemen or you know maybe as much depth as a team like Michigan State or obviously Iowa. But they have those playmakers and Bryson Hopkins and David Bell. And if Rondale was back and Jack Plummer's feeling confident, that's why I don't feel as good about that because you saw what uh, Wisconsin's passing offense could do today against Illinois. Yeah, definitely. And it'll be a big challenge. It'll be a different challenge for Illinois defensively. So then that's where you go, all right, Lovey Smith, your turn. Again, let's do this round two. Can you out-scheme Jeff Brom, and I, I can't believe we're even thinking, well, can he now? Because that we would laugh at that before, right? We all know that Jeff Brom's an awesome playmaker and everything. At but least we've seen it once. Right. I, I, like they, he outcoached the heck out of them. Right oh, today. Completely. I thought Illinois outcoached the heck Other out of them. Other than for the timeout at the end of the first half, it yes. didn't come back to bite him. He really did do a pretty good job at that, that for the most part. Well, think about the things we'd be talking about if they lost that game. That that time five yard penalty block five, uh, down the field by Kramer, which was a penalty. Which I mean was, that that was a penalty. And, and Doug, I talked to Doug afterwards, and he said I let my team down, but I had to move on to the next play. They rallied around me. Kudos to them. We'd be talking about Brandon Peters. Should he be starting? Right. Um, we'd be talking about Lovey Smith calling a timeout to give the ball to Wisconsin. It didn't end up mattering. But, you know, that, that clock management and decision-making didn't make a lot of sense. We'd be probably talking about some of those defensive plays that, you know, the Devin Witherspoon gives up in press coverage and they go down and say Illinois doesn't stop them defensively on this Well, team, right? let's bring up that Devin Witherspoon play. That was kind of like Terry Hawthorne, Michigan, yes, in that was. he tackled him. Right, he didn't force fumble, but he tackles him, shoestring tackle, makes a big mistake on the play by giving it up, um, but tackles him at the three. Illinois stands up on three straight runs. Wisconsin, why is Wisconsin not giving Jonathan Taylor the ball three straight times? Well, and then Wisconsin, I understand why Wisconsin had kicked the field goal to go up two possessions there, but that was a monster play, and that's effort. That's not quitting, and that's what they've loved about Devin Witherspoon. That's a great microcosm of that game because those little things add up to a victory. We've been talking about James McCourt, Miss Field Goal, too. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many different things. I mean, i I got to be honest. When I was walking into the stadium this morning at about oh, 8.30, 8.35, my, I had a column in my head. And the column that I was thinking about was thinking back to two years ago when Illinois was playing with all those freshmen and they played Wisconsin tough and they lost 24 to 10. And I thought today was going to be like 49 to 6 or 45 to 6, whatever I predicted. And my column idea was Illinois has not made any ground up on the top guys in the Big Ten, top tiers of the Big Ten. They've not passed anybody. That column went out the door. Yeah, by they actually, they actually gone below people like Minnesota. Right. Oh, Minnesota was a better them, but Purdue is is a big one. They've gone below that. That, but that was my thought inside and in, in my head. And throughout the first half, I'm like, they're about to break this open. You're about to break it open. It's ten nothing. I thought it was going to break. Then Donnie Navarro, a walk on of all people, breaks free for a 48 yard touchdown. Then it's ten seven, and the defense makes another couple stands. And Jonathan Taylor's not looking all that great. Like all of these things happen, and I, I don't want to say, wow. Now after this game, Illinois has clearly made a jump into the you know middle tier of the Big Ten, but they're not a laughing stock anymore, and I think today proved that. Well, and uh, I think we, Nebraska's guys said it. Illinois brought some pain to them. Like, right, you know what I mean? Like, and then you see against Michigan, they put a scare into Michigan, and even if you just put a scare into Wisconsin, it wouldn't have felt good today. But you beat them. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's been this incremental. Like people asked me last week. There, there's some progress with this team, and it was true. There was some incremental progress, but it didn't show itself in wins, and it's very incremental in the stats. Today was just that breakthrough where 
if you even if you're the biggest Lovey Smith hater, you got to give a lot of props right. to him, and at least for a week. You have to take him off that hot seat because that is a monster win. It's what they've needed for a long time. We'll see if he can add more, but it shows that this program hasn't given up on him, and it shows that this program could be capable of more the rest of the year. The joke we always make about Purdue is that we always remember the Ohio State victory instead of the losses to Akron or the losses to Eastern Michigan and all of those different things, right? We remember this Illinois win over Wisconsin. This could be one of those things that you look back and go, Illinois lost to Eastern Michigan in week three? It could be one of those things because of a victory like this and if you're able to build off it and move its way forward. So this me- this win matters so, so much in the long term. Well, and we saw some recruits here. Deuce Span, a quarterback out of Florida. Trayvon Riggins, a Miami commit. It feels like it's two guys who cover this program. It's been tough the last couple of weeks. I mean, covering negative stuff over and over and over again is really tough. Now, we've tried to find some good stories. Devin Witherspoon, you did. I did James Court and Blake Hayes. But people don't want to read that stuff when their team's really losing because they're, they're just frustrated. It was really awesome to watch those guys win. Um, it's going to bring a spotlight to some of those stories a little bit more. Um, but we're just going to be covering people who are a little happier for a week, and that's really cool. And, and fans will be interested again. i got to give – a lot of credit to the Illinois student section. Last couple of weeks, they have showed up, and they've seen two pretty interesting games. And I think that game's just going to bring a lot more believers. There's only 37,000 people here, but the student section was pretty strong. So I'm wondering if, you know, the rest of the way, if, especially if you go to Purdue and get a win, it's going to change a lot. It's going to change a lot about how we look at it. You know who I feel good for? Robert Rosenthal. <laughs> he was a week off on the prediction, just a one week off. And he was down on one knee at the end. Of the game. Was, there were tears in his eyes too, and so that was special. He, he had a little moment where he apologized to Casey Washington for giving him one and a half uh, Tom Cruises when he committed. That was really cool too. Like, it, but you're right though. The last few, the last four games, or four game losing streak. Like, it gets tough writing about this stuff. It gets tough talking about this podcast or every week on this podcast. Of oh well, is this a moral victory? Oh well, what's the hot? Oh yeah, they got real kind another code. Right, it gets it's it's annoying to look up all of these hot seat r- rumors. There are all of these. Oh, Illinois is looking into Luke Fickle. Illinois is having discussions with Nevada. All of these different things, right? So this win today matters a ton. For you know who was really feeling good after that one was Josh Whitman. Um, he was in the corner of the end zone. Now I watched as that James McCourt field goal went by. He looked calm, cool, and collected. He's just kind of strutting out, and then all of a sudden he gave a Tiger Woods uppercut fist pump, and that was just the emotion of. He's frustrated. I had to ask him this week, what do you think of this program? He said, we're going to support them the rest of the way, right? And he didn't say, like, hey, Lovey Smith's definitely back, but you know he's got to start thinking about how hard that is for him when he believes in this guy and he believes in what they are trying to do. So for that to happen today, now, again, more's got to happen, but that has to feel so gratifying for him to think, okay, this might not be done. Lovey might be able to turn this around just like I have thought and I've been telling people is going to happen all along. Yeah, you don't look like an idiot. And when he made those comments and you you wrote that story, think about the comments on that story, right? There were so many people being like, are you kidding me? What the heck? He said what he had to say. Right, Like, and people were frustrated by those comments and all of those different things. We we might be wrong. Josh Whitman might have been right about this the whole time. Now, let's be honest. We had... uh, like, reason pe- to believe, right. If people out there that have been you know, supportive all the whole way, good for you. But there's been 
plenty of fair criticism, and that staff would tell you as much. The criticism of what has happened on the field has been completely fair. Now, maybe they've seen little things that other people haven't, but I don't think people have been mostly unfair about the criticism of being two and four, because they told us it would be better than that, and they have made mistake after mistake that has led to that. They shouldn't lose to Eastern Michigan. They shouldn't go up to Minnesota and get completely outplayed, right? Those games happen. They happen, but after starting and losing to Eastern Michigan, that shouldn't have happened. So if people are going that way, like I think we've been fair. Right. With we the criticism that has happened. So I think Josh Whitman knew that, that most of that criticism was fair. So I, I, I just want to go back to that. That's why this breakthrough is a, it matters so much, right? And, and that's why this signature win was so necessary and so needed because it was fair criticism. And that's why the celebration afterward yes. was, so, was so heartfelt Joyous. and so legitimate. And so, like, this matters a lot to those guys. Yeah. It matters a lot to this program because they're right. They know that they haven't done everything right. And now to get this, though, and to finally have this opportunity happen means a lot. Prove it. And they did. For one day. Alright? They, they did it for one, and it was a magical, magical day. And it set up so many possibilities for this team moving forward. We'll see if they can take advantage of it. But that was one of the cooler games we've covered. I talked to Kent Brown after the game. He hadn't been part of a, a storm the field like that in a long time. Because I was a student here when Illinois beat number 24 Penn State and number 5 Wisconsin. And those were unexpected. Those were great wins. But that Illinois team was expected to be a bowl team, right? That was a very talented team under Ron Zook. Now, we didn't know they were going to be a Rose Bowl team at that point, but it wasn't as big of a shock as, say, maybe the 2-4 and four team, the coach on the hot seat, the team who is, what, 4-26 and 26 under Lovey Smith. The team who hasn't beaten Wisconsin in a long time, nine straight losses. Illinois finally beat Wisconsin, whether it's football or basketball. It's they and they could beat him this year in basketball, too. My uh, goodness, it might, this might be the year to end the streaks. But, yeah, this is, this is cool. I mean, I, I, loved, I loved just the swagger of, of Jake Hansen coming down for those. Out of that thing, he's screaming, 31-point spread. 31 points red. He's got a cigar in his, his stogie in the mouth from Cuba. He loved and it. SIDs are sitting there going, Jake, you got to take that out. He goes, oh, really? He goes, I'm not going to smoke it. He, he's not going to smoke it. He won't admit where he got it from, but that was good. That was a good moment for them, and this has been a good day. This has been a really good day. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It's probably one of the most unexpected games I've ever covered. Um, you know, Illinois beating number one Indiana for basketball, that was a really cool moment, but I think this was even more unexpected because football just feels like that. That gap was even wider. All right. We'll see if we can do more of these kind of podcasts where it could lead to eventual postseason trip for us. That would be nice. That would be so fun. I'm completely down to go to Hawaii for some bowl game. <laughs> it would be the first postseason game covered by Illinois or Line Eye Inquirer. Think about the history that. of Inquirer. Wow. NIT, I guess we've covered that. Well, that but I mean, yeah. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. God, it's been that long since something could happen. Jeez, oh, So at least we can think that's a possibility now. Illini fans, I hope you had a lot of fun. The players certainly did. We had a lot of fun covering it. We got to write about this. I can't wait. Uh, somebody came up to me and told me, write the best damn story you've ever written. <laughs> so we'll see if I can go come uh, through for him there. And, and we'll have plenty of coverage at IlliniInquire.com. If you're not a subscriber to the website, you can get a dollar for your first month. You don't like it, you can cancel. But it's a great time to do that. Because now football recruiting, we can start talking about a little bit more maybe. Um, but uh, there's a lot of possibilities for Illinois football, and we will cover the heck out of it. If you don't subscribe to our podcast, do that. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate that, and we appreciate you listening. Have fun, Illini fans. Shut down cams.
What's that going to be like tonight? God, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> I will not be there. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll talk to you next time on the Iwana Inquirer podcast. training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us that means you need to join us on fantasy baseball today in five part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank stample every monday through saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of march we'll break down the latest news spring training updates players to target and much more in just five minutes make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found